Are you curious about the current state of the rapidly changing real estate market? For answers, look no further than Brian Linda at Coldwell Banker Bernizer Realtors. We are experienced real estate professionals with over 40 combined years in the industry. We have a finger on the pulse of the market and can help you understand the latest trends and conditions no matter how wild they appear. Right now, we are offering a free, no-strings-attached seller's guide. This guide is packed with valuable tips and insights to help you navigate the selling process with confidence. Contact us today at www.realestatechanged.com or find Get Brian and Linda on Facebook. Remember, for all things real estate, Get Brian and Linda. Hello, everyone. Talk of the Town is up and running in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, USA. I'm Scott Montesano, and this is where the Chippewa Valley comes to talk. A very busy show, as we always have. Oh, we, we, we never coast our way through a program. And because this is the only show we're going to have this week, no show on Thursday. We'll explain why in a little bit. Uh, we got to get a lot in. Today, Now, of course, before we move any further, there's a few things that will happen after we're done with recording the show today and, of course, doing it live here on Tuesday if you're, if you're not used to it. Remember, you can catch this show live most times, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 o'clock, right on our Facebook page and also at echometownradio.com at the Talk of the Town page. You get to watch me. Hello. You can also just listen live as well. But remember, we're going to have various votes going on in the area, both uh, true elections. We've got some school board elections that are out there. Not a lot of controversy with those school board elections. Choices will be made. The state Supreme Court choice will get the most amount of attention. But we also have major decisions from the Eau Claire City Council. First time in a while that there's been a lot of focus on the City Council as they have to make some big choices. Do they go ahead with the wheel tax proposal? And what do they do with that plant, Orchard Hills development? And that is where we start off our program today. A NIMBY alert. Woo, woo, woo. I don't want to pay for the the actual sound effect, but a NIMBY alert in the town of Washington, the not-in-my-backyard sound effect. Because I think we're going to get no closure on this. No closure, regardless of however the vote may go on Tuesday. But we are going to get movement on this. Now, I listened to Monday's public hearing. I, I listened and I watched Monday's public hearing session for about 30 minutes from 9 o'clock to 9.30. Tuned in online and uh, I caught it just when they were beginning to have the public comment period from the residents that would go up and and chat about uh, their thoughts on this Orchard Hills development. And no big surprise, it was 100% against. Now there was also going to be a discussion on the wheel tax, but it was 9:30 at night. I wasn't just going to keep on watching, but I got a good sense of the Orchard Hills debate. And th- there was nothing surprising that the people that were there were against it, wanted everybody to know they're against it and are trying to push for it to get a no vote from the city council. I think everybody except for one actually is a neighbor of the property. There was one person, I think, that lives nearby 
but uh, we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, so I listened to about 30 minutes. Mike Rindo, familiar name in the area, made a good point that I think is a good starting off point here. He made a good point that he, he and his wife were for the development initially. They live right next to this planned development, and they were for it initially. And that is key. They were very much for the initial proposal. But remember the initial proposal, which got pushed back from the town of Washington, and eventually Eau Claire County was the one that torpedoed it. That proposal has been morphed. It has been revised. It has been uh, finagled with. And what we have now in front of us is not what was initially proposed was not it's a smaller uh, it's a smaller plan with more high density options as opposed to many more single family homes so there are significant changes to this proposal from when it first was brought up a couple of years ago and got the firestorm so the proposal as it is now, this planned development, has changed significantly. And you had a guy like Mike Rindo come out and say, I was all for it initially and now I'm against it. And what that reminds us is that ultimately this was a bad move by the county that has put us in this mess. It was a ridiculous decision a couple of years ago that put us in what really is a mess. We need this to be a development. We need this land to be a development. It's always been it's always been earmarked to be developed and it's become a mess, which is where we sit right now. Now, listening to everybody talk yesterday on Monday night, it, I always preface it with this. I understand where the people are coming from. They just do not want it. There's no, there's no compromise that can be given to these people outside of writing them maybe a million-dollar check. There's no compromise that would make them happy. They do not want it. There is no development, nothing there that they would want. Frankly, to some of these people, just putting two more homes there would probably irritate them. They do not want anything there. And I can understand that you buy a home and you do not want it to change. You bought it as it is and you do not want it to change. I understand that. I find it cute that many of those individuals, if not all of those individuals, would go up there and sometime within the first 30 seconds that they were talking, they would say, I'm not opposed to development. I don't, I'm not anti-development. Of course you're not against development. You just don't want it in your backyard. NIMBY. Again, maybe it's the mean Northeasterner in me, but you can't BS a BSer. You might not be. If, if I wish one of them would come up there and been honest, been flat out honest, and went, because they went up there and they all have these facts. They all have these facts and whatnot. And the fact... We're beyond facts because the facts can be countered by there's very there's many good reasons to have this 
annexation and eventually this development, which I, I do want to point this out. Remember, we're not actually debating the development right now. We're debating the annexation. And that's key to something I'm going to mention in a moment. But I wish one of them would come up there and been honest and gone, you know what? I just don't want this in my area. I just do not want it. It doesn't matter the facts, doesn't matter numbers I've got because we can counter that with other facts and numbers that are for it. I just don't want it. That's the only reason. I have no other good reason. I just don't want it. I wish one of them had been... Instead, they try to be cute about it. And they come up there with their papers and try to read it. You know, I, I understand. You just don't want it. You probably aren't against development, but you don't want it where you are. It's the old adage. It's the old adage, which is used in a political sense, but it really does adhere to everything in life. Yesterday's liberal is today's conservative. Yesterday's liberal is today's conservative. And today's liberal is tomorrow's conservative. Now you think politically, and it is true it's politically, but also think of kids as well. And anybody, you want change until you don't want change. It's based on the theory that, again, you want change when you want it. And then once you get something changed... You want the change the cease, even if something better comes along. You, you fought for something to happen, you got it to happen, and then you don't want it to change, even though at one point you were the change. So these people, you moved to that area, arguably in some cases you changed it when you moved to that area, and now you don't want any other progress in that area. Doesn't matter what sort of compromises would be made. They just do not want it. Let's remember the vote that's happening on Tuesday, though, is for the annexation. Should the city of Eau Claire annex this property? And then we can start having arguments over the actual development. And I truly think there are lots of questions concerning the actual development at this point. It should not stop the annexation, and I'll explain why, but the actual development is going to need a lot of questions answered. I think the density is an issue. Let's not just put up a bunch of apartments there. If you're going to put housing in this area, make them nice single-family homes. I'm not concerned about the affordability because the affordability, the only way to fix the affordability is we need more. I'm concerned about the amount of commercial that they want to put there. I mentioned that last week. I'm concerned about this idea of commercial space there. No, 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 that's not what this is for. We got a lot of open commercial already in this area. Spare me those numbers that came out earlier this month. I drive by vacated commercial space all the time. All the time. They're putting up a new strip area uh, right across where the Chippewa Valley Eye Clinic is, the rebuilt Chippewa Valley Eye Clinic. There's a lot of commercial space. So I'm out, you know, let's, let's not think about commercial space right now. And those discussions must be had. But this area where the annexation is going to take, has been viewed as being residential. The town of Washington itself, in its long-range plans, had it laid out as being residential. Development was to come to that area.
Not a random house here or there, but a development. The town of Washington in Oakware County messed up by not showing more of an openness to the original plan. They were combative to it. They did not try to find ways to make it usable. They were they 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 they, they fought it too much. So the way I look at it, there are still questions with this development. I think there are. I think, I think this development, arguably the proposal is getting worse. So that's going to be key. But I think the step right now is for the city of Eau Claire to annex this property and then move forward. And maybe it's not even with this development. But to annex this property... And move forward, extend the sewer lines, extend the water lines, make this a city property. I think that's the smart play for the city of Eau Claire. And I'm going to mention something here as well. I, I understand there's been a lot of groups that have come out against this that are independent groups that have said, hey, our recommendation is no. Our recommendation is no. Recommendation is no. Recommendation is no. No, 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 no on the recommendation. And I do think that's important to note because if all these people are saying no and you're the one that says yes, the city of Eau Claire says yes, you're really discounting everybody else's opinion on the matter. But the reason I'm okay with this, the reason I'm okay with the city of Eau Claire annexing this property is that, this is going to be the most controversial thing I'll probably say on this program, Eau Claire is the area. Eau Claire is the area. And by Eau Claire annexing this property, you're going to expand the actual city and the city services, which are much more valuable. And credit to Dan Solberg, the city engineer, because people are mentioning it's going to cost millions of dollars to extend the water and millions of dollars to expand the sewer. And you are right, but I bet you didn't know that that's happened a lot recently, including most recently with, the, with Country Jam and its new site. Yes, there's a multi-million dollar cost, but it's already budgeted. A lot of this extension is already budgeted. It's what your tax dollars are going towards, including me. And if we don't spend it on that, it's not like that money goes somewhere else right now. It's, it's budgeted money. And if you know how a budget works, if you know how a budget works, that means you've already spent it. It's the way you look at it. Like, that's money I'm going to spend towards this. I can have a whole fiscal discussion with you. You want to spend your budget. When you don't spend your budget, that's not a good thing. Now, you don't want to go over your budget. But when you spend your budget, that means you have, that's what you've thought through, okay? So it's already budgeted in. Few flicker when there's similar arrangements made in other areas. So it's already budgeted in to do this. Again, I get it. You don't want change. The people in the town of Washington in this area do not want change. You aren't for any development in that area your dislike has turned to heated disagreement you have found reasons some facts and whatnot but they can be countered by everything else i understand i understand and i have a lot of questions over the actual development 
But I think the annexation is the right step. And if anything else, the annexation, if the city of Eau Claire goes through with the annexation, it moves the it moves the conversation forward, and then we can really have that discussion on the development. Terry Weld, God bless that guy. It's going to be sad when he's not the city council president anymore. How he navigated, had to remind the residents yesterday that we're speaking, this was not about the development, it's about the annexation. It's about the annexation. And saying no to the annexation. A lot of the reasons people were bringing up had nothing to do with the annexation. They're already arguing about the development. We can have the discussion over the development. And what is in the best need. But I don't think that area gets developed at all. I don't think it gets developed at all. Without the city of Eau Claire taking it over. I don't. I don't. I think that's the only way. If, if, the, if the city of Eau Claire does not annex this property. Does not. I think we are years away. Things would have to cool down before you would have another developer or even this developer try to go back to, say, the town of Washington. I think that's key. I say annex this property. From there, let's go forward with discussing the development. Uh, speaking of uh, moving forward, Dewey Street Bridge could reopen this week. I saw that. I, I'm kind of amazed. I think a lot of you are amazed as well that there's a hole in it. <laughs> they say it's, now I don't use that bridge that often. I think it's easy to navigate around that bridge, what have you. Uh, nobody is surprised by it. The city engineers aren't surprised by this. Looks like that bridge at this point is being held up by a string. Uh, <laughs> there is no quick fix to it. It's been well documented. Even if they get money, it's going to be a few years before they could rebuild that bridge. So the way I look at it, you might you might want to if you utilize that bridge a lot, you might want to start getting used to not having that as an option for a while before it truly isn't an option. So start using the other two bridges in Eau Claire. Start using the other two options instead. I think that's I think that's important because there are two other options as far as bridges go. Uh, the same applies, I was thinking this, trying to avoid using that Dewey Street Bridge. It's, and I'm sure a lot of you are like me. Maybe you've got a home where there's a, uh, a stairwell when you first enter the house and there's a big light that hangs down from the ceiling or maybe you've got some lights that are in a stairwell that are affixed to the ceiling out of reach or whatever. But usually on stairs, you have lights that are overhead at your house. And are you, this, are you like me in which you don't like to use those lights in the stairway? Because once those lights go out, the light bulb burns out, you know there's no way in hell you're going to be able to get them replaced easily because it's, it's not easy to use a ladder. You'd almost have to get somebody to build a scaffolding in order to fix the, in order to replace the light. So you just don't use it. I think it's the same thing here with the Dewey Street Bridge. It's there. You can use it in an emergency, but just get used to not using it right now. Uh, moving out of Eau Claire, did want to touch on this. Uh, it's amazing, by the way, it's taken this long. Uh, the Bernard Willie Pool, which was the big talking point last spring because word came out 
city of Chippewa Falls, like, hey, we're going to have to close the pool, the only public pool in that city. And people came running and saying, no, do not close the pool. What's it going to take to fix it? It's going to cost four to six million dollars. It's not cost prohibitive to do it. But as we mentioned last year, the city council very open to keeping it open because while it fiscally does not make sense, it realistically does. It's one of those toys that makes a community worth living. Now the question's been what to do with the pool, how to move forward. When they started discussing this last year, they were talking about putting together a committee. What's surprising is that that committee is just now getting going a year later. So there hasn't been a lot of hurry to this. Uh, But the committee has been formed, this public committee, to decide what will be the next steps with the pool. It may ultimately still get closed if the committee sits there and goes, well, this isn't going to happen. What are going to be the ideas? A lot of people have kicked around ideas, but now this committee is going to be the one that's going to formulate them. Do you try to find private ownership? Do you try to turn it into a a nonprofit? Uh, Do you try to say, hey, let's run a referendum in the city for more money? What do you want to do? So this committee has been formed. They're holding a listening session on April 17th. There's a survey that is available now on the city website in Chippewa Falls. Again, four to six million dollars to renovate the pool. Do you want to spend more money and build something more lavish? That could be an option. But the listening sessions will be held and uh, we'll see where they go. I go back to this though. Ultimately, the city council has said back to the public, what do you want? It's actually a pretty good thing. couple minutes left here. Uh, very briefly, we'll touch on uh, the, sco- the latest school shooting in Nashville. And it's scary to think I'm saying the school shooting. By the time a lot of people hear this in the next couple of days, there may be another one. Uh, I'll address the uh, I'll address the fart sounds in the room. Uh, and that is uh, it feels like we're dodging raindrops. And it, free, and it frightens me, doesn't it? It frightens me. It feels like we're dodging raindrops. There is no pattern to where these occur. There is no pattern as to the individuals involved. I hope to never have to do the show, this show, talking about it happening locally. Obviously, I've got two kids in the school, in the Eau Claire School District, I hope to never have to do that show. Hope to never have to do it. It's ridiculous. There's a lot of people to be mad at. There's a lot of people in the whole situation to be mad at. But ultimately, if what you're doing is finger pointing, we're not solving anything. I could today go to my friend Dan Markon. And again, I have no problem with Dan. I have no problem at all. But I could go to Dan Markon and get an assault-style weapon. What the hell am I going to use an assault-style weapon for? Why do I have to have it? Don't tell me it's my freedom to have it. I, I I, I have more of a freedom 
to go get an assault-style weapon that serves no purpose except to maybe, if the zombie apocalypse happened, I'd have a way of maybe surviving for a couple of days. All right? It serves no purpose. I have an easier time getting that, more of a right to do that, than I would to go outside my home naked. I have no, I can't go outside my house naked. Not that I really would want to, but I can't go outside my home naked. Indecent exposure. It offends people. It would offend somebody if you walked outside naked. But you can have that assault-style weapon. And people decrying the Second Amendment. You know, 90% of you that decry the Second Amendment don't know nothing of United States history, and then you spout right back. I'm not here saying take guns. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm not even sitting here flat out saying let's ban the assault-style weapons, but why can't we have that discussion? Why are you so insecure about having that discussion? You had the Tennessee representative yesterday make what he thought to be a good point. He said, you know, it's, it's, it's the freedom to have that weapon. Just like it's the freedom for Joe Biden. He threw out Joe Biden's name, which I went, come on. You know, I get the idea, but you're, again, you're politicizing it. He goes, just like Joe Biden's got a Corvette that can go 155 miles an hour when the speed limit's 75. He's got the freedom to speed if he wants, just like somebody's got the freedom to have a gun. And I'm going, well, there's a lot of holes in your argument, young man. A lot of holes in your argument. Because if anything else, I'd come back and go, you're right. Why do these cars go so fast? What purpose does that serve when the speed limit's only X, Y, Z? I've always thought that. A lot of people have. Maybe the cars should have limiters on them, and then people would break those. They'd, they'd, they'd take the limiter off, and, but then you'd, you'd arrest those people. I say the same thing. Hey, it's, you know what? You're right. These cars shouldn't go that fast. Let's have that discussion right after we talk about the guns. Let's get, the, let's get some common sense gun reform here. And maybe you're taking away some of the things, and then we'll talk about these cars, because you're right. I will give you this, though. There is some things that are true, too. There's only so much you can do. Bad people are going to do bad things. There's only so much you can do. Bad people will do bad things. There is no one-size-fits-all. You know, if you were to take every assault rifle away, that doesn't mean that the school shootings are going to stop. Doesn't mean bad things are going to stop happening, but it doesn't hurt that from occurring. So, I just hope, I just, I, I, I hope, I wish we do not have to deal with that in this area. I really, really don't, I really, really don't want that to happen. Because I don't want to have to have that argument here. Uh, on a uh, lighter note, before we go, uh, dumb criminals in the Chippewa Valley. Saw this story, caught me, uh, caught my attention. Uh, Aaron and Karen Frederick are accused of robbing the Hy-Vee gas station over on Claremont Ave. They did it on Saturday. 
their weapon of choice was a large stick. Tried to rob, or they're accused of robbing the high V with a large stick. It's not as great of a story as you think it is, though. Uh, the couple was seen by an employee on Saturday night stuffing items into their pocket. So clearly trying to hide, you know, what they were putting into their pockets. And an employee approached them going, hey, you can't do that. That's when Karen fled and Aaron brandished a wooden stake. Showed the employee that he had this wooden stake, a large stick. Now, no physical threat was made. He didn't wave the stick or anything. The employee, of course, scared, do not blame, said employee, backed away, uh, both fled. An ID was found in a backpack that identified the Fredericks. The police also came and found Aaron Frederick behind the gas station. He was apparently trying to conceal his identity at the time. What that means, I do not know. But again, the police tracked them down. Uh, Aaron was found to have had meth on him and uh, was already currently free on bond for a felony case. Uh, when police went to Karen, she said they were, oh, they were there at the gas station, but they decided against stealing. Dumb criminals. Dumb, dumb criminals in the, uh, in the area. Uh, sadly, uh, you see a lot of that. Uh, there's 99% of people are good, but uh, occasionally you get the, uh, the dumb criminal. Uh, we're about to say dumb criminal. Thankfully, it was nothing more than, you know, there was no physical action that occurred here. Uh, no show on Thursday. Reason there's no show on Thursday. Uh, Thursday's opening day for baseball and has long since been viewed by me as a national holiday, so there will be no show on Thursday. So we will not follow up on the votes on the annexation and the votes on the wheel tax and, and all that. Do they vote on the annexation? Do they vote on the wheel tax? Do they delay those? We will not be talking about any of those. Uh, back with you, though, next Tuesday for another installment of the podcast. On behalf of everyone who made this podcast possible, I'm Scott Montesano saying there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. Make sure to take advantage of it. And until next time, so long, everybody.